Welcome to track number four of The Beautiful Job. Glory to God. Some new people have joined us. All right. Welcome. Okay. We were having a good time before you came. All right. All the people here are becoming pastors. So all of you who are here, if you are new, you just came, and you don't have that plan to become a pastor, you need to leave during the coffee break. How many agree to leave during the coffee break? Now, what was your favorite point in the last few points, Michael? What is your best point? Give several points. Which one is your best point? Can can somebody give him a microphone? Can somebody give him a microphone? You're making my American accent come out, you know. Hallelujah. Yeah, my favorite point was about enduring hardness. Because even in the secular world, when you are working for Pharaoh, without hardness, you can't achieve uh, success. You can't achieve a good business. How much more in the ministry when the God of this world is against everything we are doing. So you really need hardness for the ministry, especially. That was my favorite. What kind of hardness in the ministry? What kind of hardness? Hardness in what areas? Hardness in follow-up, in prayer, in fasting. And what is the rule for hardness? If, 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 it, if it's to be done, it must be done. No. If it can be done, it must be done. If, if it can be done, it must be done. If it can be done, it, it must, must be, be done. done. Yeah. Even if you can fast for 40 days, then we must fast for 40 days to see how it is done. Too much. Now, who else had another favorite point? What was your favorite point? My favorite point was about the Entanglement. Like, I, I've never really understood the explanation you gave to us about entanglement, like going deep into something that is so difficult to come out. So, um, I really understood why I should not really get involved into um, too much money, business, love. something too much because it will be all right all right glory to god glory to god 
Who else had another favorite point different from any of these two points? What was your favorite point in the last? Yes. Gaius. Bishop, my favorite point was the strive for mastery. That you always have to fight to get an award. And in heaven, there are so many things that you can be. So in anything that I'm doing, I should try to be the best at it. If it's church good, I should have the biggest church. If it's the number of branches of that, I should start the most number of churches. If it's preaching, I should be the best preacher. Anything, I like to strive for wow. my That's my favorite thing. I like. I realize that in heaven, there are rewards. Because even God said in the power of the talents, that he was talking to the person and he said that, because thou art good and faithful, I will make you a ruler of many nations. So, well, God rewards. And he gives it to people who strive for it. Not just the people who are lazy. Like the man with the one talent. Alright. Glory to God. Priscilla. Bishop, my favorite part was preaching the same thing. I've had... Um, I have who had that? Was that for your favorite point? Is anybody else who had the favorite point? Preach the same thing. Just a few of you. You are too timid. You are too timid. Was that Dr. Kuma? Was that your favorite point? All right. You tell us why it was your favorite point. I have a big brother who is a reverend, and then he keeps on saying that why do we preach the same things that you preach, and that I, I'm not developing myself. So I used to have contradicting ideas, but tonight when you preach it, I realized that um, I really understood why I should preach the same things that you are preaching. So I'm very glad. Wow. Give it to Dr. Kuma. Give it to Dr. Kuma. He's going to explain something. Thank you, Bishop. Um, why was my favorite point was because of, I mean, something that you can practically judge how well you are doing by the effect you are having on the people. I mean, it's not abstract. You preach and you teach this. You realize that if you preach a different way, it doesn't achieve the same result. You know, so you, are, you realize you're on the wrong path. But as you watch and you learn and you do it the same way you are achieving the same result even in the church that you have with the same people and so I for me that was my favorite point I was like we have to master this one if you can master this one then you can add what what two things can you add after you give us two two spices you can add uh, you can you can add um, relax cucumin 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 and then, quasipen. Quasipen. And Bishop, it would be nicer after you add the cucumin and yeah. the quasipen. Nobody nicer. will even recognize yeah. when they see this. Uh, are, you, are you American or Australian? <laughs> Glory to God. Okay. All right, so let's go on. The next one. Enjoy the fruits of ministry. Not all the points are hard. Like endure hardness. This one is nice. Enjoy the fruits of ministry. Second Timothy. All this is private too. You know, you can't say this publicly, isn't it? I can't say this publicly. Like, enjoy the food. So this is a private thing. Don't forget, I told you, don't tell anybody. This is just between us. This is father to son. Enjoy the fruits of ministry. 
Second Timothy chapter two and verse number six. It says, "The husbandman that laboreth." Hmm? The husbandman that laboreth must be first partaker of the fruits. Wow! The farmer must be the first person to taste his oranges, his cocoa yams, his sweet potatoes. You must be the first to fry your sweet potatoes. You must be the first to make some kelewele from the plantain in your garden. Is that not a good idea? Wow. Now listen, whether you like it or not, when you do the ministry work, there are going to be benefits of all kinds. All kinds of benefits. And you will benefit. From ministry. Amen. Wow. Now, some years ago I was ministering in school. <laughs> and I was doing follow up. And I came across a virgin. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm talking about fruits. Yeah. I came across a virgin. Yeah. And I, I mean, the scripture says I should enjoy the first fruit. You see, it, is not, it was not the aim in doing the work of God to find myself a virgin. No. I didn't set out to look for that. But I got myself one. Glory to God. Yeah. I got myself one. That's a beautiful job. <laughs> Are you listening to me? So, there are many benefits of serving the Lord. And you're going to benefit from, from it. You're going to have friends, good friends, lifelong friends. The people that I have been with in the ministry that I have been working with from campus. Listen carefully. From campus. Not recently. From campus days. From before campus. From secondary school. Bishop Eddie was working with me in Achimota School on the Western Compound. Bishop Eddie. He came to sixth form. And I needed a president. Somebody who was going to be the leader of the scripture union. 
I was not the leader of the scripture union because I told you I've never been chosen. It was up to people to choose me. They never choose me. But I was very much involved in getting the next person to be the president. And this was a new brother who had come from Prenpec College. He was not an Achimotan. But amongst the people, I sensed that he would be the best person to be our president. Because I wanted to hand over. I mean, although I was not a president, I was you know, an unofficial leader. Because I wasn't chosen. Are you understanding me? Are you understanding me? Yeah, I wasn't chosen. Don't worry if you are not chosen. Because I've never been chosen by people. Yeah. And so when I realized that he would be a good person, I realized he didn't have the Holy Spirit. He didn't have the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So I told him he needed to have the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So I said, I I want to pray for you to receive the Holy Spirit and speak in tongues. Like I do every Sunday, I did the same for him. Many, many years ago. Yeah. So I said, let's go. And I took him, I took him and some others went to the uh, library place there on the western compound. I prayed for him and he began to speak in tongues. He's my friend. My life. He just left here this morning. You have friends for the rest of your life. For the rest of your life. Yeah, some of you are going to have lifelong. You can depend on them. A friend who comes to a house when you are not there, and he needs something, he can break the door and go inside and call a carpenter, take what he needs from your house, come back, get a carpenter, fix the door, and go. It's the type of friend I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm explaining what a friend is. What a friend. Is it amazing? Is it fantastic? Is it um, well, yeah. A friend that when you when you come when you come you are not there, he can break the door down, go inside your house, take what he needs, get a carpenter to refix the door and go away. Without texting you or calling you that I came to your house, I broke the door and I came in and out. Because it's your friend. What a friend. Come sing it for me more than a friend. When you feel like your life has ended, nowhere to turn, your future holds no promises, you're at an all-time low, whatever you do is just not enough. You feel like giving up, thoughts of cashing it all in, Every situation is a no win. I know someone who's there. On him you can cast your burden. To him you can give your care. Because he's more than a friend. He's a real friend. He will love you at all times more than a friend. He's more. He's more than a friend. He's a true friend. He sticks closer than a brother. More than a friend. More than a friend to me. 
been discouraged Thoughts of turning back Questioning my destiny I'm bound up when I should be free To the crowd it seems I've made it But inside my heart was breaking My mountain seemed too high to climb But he was with me all the time I know someone who's there On him I can cast my burden To him I can give my care Because he's more than a friend He's a real friend And he loves me at all times Even I don't see, hardly see her in my life now, I can go to her house and break her door. It's true. I can. If you like, ask her. When, when I see her, I'll, I'll, call, I'll call her so you can. I, I can go to her house and break her, her door to her house. And then break the door to her room and take something that I need and go away. She will not be angry with me. Yeah. I'll be, just send a WhatsApp to her husband. Uh, text. I've been around. I've been around. I was here at seven. I was here whilst you were in church. These are benefits. Yeah. Then, I'm talking about fruits. So you must, you must take the fruits. Then, 
I've given you two I talk about. You find, you find a partner. You can find a partner. Now don't come, don't come around with non-possible non, non partners. You see, there are partners that are not compatible with serious ministry. Don't bring them. Okay? It's very important. You're going to have lifelong friends. Then you're going to have lifelong fathers. Wait, take it from me. You're going to need. You know? When you grow up in life, eh, you're going to see the need of a referee. Especially in your marriage. Somebody who has power to tell you that you are wrong. Yeah. Take it from me. Because when an evil spirit comes into you and you are going off, you'll be surprised what is happening in your life. Yeah. And you, you'll be surprised the strength of a hand that says, Stop it. Yeah. I remember one sister who was going crazy. You know, sisters go mad easily. Why? Let me explain it to you. Some of you think that I'm saying something against you. But listen. Let me explain it to you. Can I, can I explain it to you? Are you sure you want me to explain it to you? Okay. Okay, no problem. No problem. I will explain it. Just calm down. Calm down. Now, what are the main features that you need to diagnose madness? Schizophrenia. Can any doctor help me? Give me three. Two, three. What are the... When you have this one, two, then you diagnose. This is schizophrenia. Number one. Stand up. Hearing of voices. Hearing of voices. No, no, no. no. Say Say, auditory, say, auditory hallucinations. Auditory Especially, or what kind? In the third person. That means the persecutory auditory hallucinations. Yes. Bizarre, ah. and bizarre uh, 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 hallucinations and so on. Okay. Number two, second. Delusions. Delusions. What type of delusions? Grand, paranoid, paranoid. Grandiose delusions. Not grandiose necessarily. Paranoid delusions. delusions. Which may be bizarre. We have two types of delusions. Bizarre and non-bizarre. Okay. Yes. So listen. A bizarre delusion is something fantastic. A non-bizarre delusion, if you feel that your husband is in love with somebody, it's not bizarre. It can be. It's not so far-fetched. A bizarre delusion is that you think that the ceiling is going to come down whilst we are in church. Throughout, so you have put some wood up to support it. That is a bizarre delusion. Or you feel that there's a microphone in every plug, so you put plaster on each plug. You see, you, you are convinced about it in the house, and you have put plaster on every plug because you feel that since a microphone, people have put microphones in, they are listening to you at the CIA headquarters, and you are sure about it. So you've plastered all that is a bizarre. Delusion. And when they explain to you, you don't believe it. They show you the connection. There's nothing that is still you don't, you don't believe it. It's a, it's a bizarre delusion. 
That a non-bizarre delusion that you think that your husband is, is in love with his uh, secretary or is in, in love with a person that he's working with. It's not a bizarre, it's non-bizarre. You understand? So, paranoid delusions. These two. You have these two, you can diagnose the person that has schizophrenia. Okay? True or not? True, Bishop. Yeah, you got it right now. Okay. Now, paranoid delusion is fear. Paranoia is fear. So, half the major half component of madness has to do with fear. And women are having a lot of fears all the time. They fear fantastically. So, they can easily shift into almost a mental uh, state. You understand what I said? There's so many things they fear. Just as, as we brothers, we last all the time. It's so, it's too bad. Brothers, is it not true? We are always laughing. Oh! So, but that that doesn't tend towards any mental. It it, it, it tends towards HIV. Mm. So it's also dangerous. <laughs> Anyway, so that's all. So that's why I say a lady can easily go, go mad, alright? Because of the fear component of madness. Yeah. Madness has a large fear component. Now, a, paran- a delusion, paranoid delusion is something that you are afraid of so much and no one can change your mind in spite of contrary evidence. They've shown you the evidence, but you don't change your mind. Then it is a delusion. But it's not a delusion only, but paranoid, fear-filled delusions. Okay? Like you fear the ceiling is going to fall down. Alright. How did we get into this? I was telling you something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Father. A father with a strong hand. Who can say to somebody who is just being filled with fear. Stop it. Now, stop it. The other day I saw one sister who had gone to take some medicine. And there was no basis for her to take that medicine. Apart from fear. Where she was afraid and suspicious that maybe she is having that disease. But there is no... And, I, and so when I said, ah, what is wrong with you? I said, you are making yourself a patient when you are not a patient. So I said, stop that medicine now. And wanted to conduct various tests. I said, no, you are just shut, stop it. Yeah. You know, just, just fear. So, ladies and gentlemen, what I'm trying to tell you is that you're going to have, if you develop strong relationships, you will be able to say, let's call Bishop. And, uh, and that other person says, I agree, let's call him. What he says, is, is, uh, that will be it. Yeah, but when you don't have such a good relationship, 
you can't even consult. When you consult, my name is, um, did you remember I was sitting on the fourth row and my name is, you, see, you don't know. Uh-huh. So, your relationship is far. Uh-huh. You, you, are, you are number 4633. Or, or another thing is that some of the other pastors that you have, God has given you here. You have lifelong pastoral relationships. Lifelong. So these are fruits. And one day, your messages may have value. You see, my preaching today even has financial value. That it never had before. For many years in my life, no one ever invited me. Most of my life, no one has ever invited me. Then from a particular point, I started to be invited. And nobody hardly ever gave me anything when I preached. Then from a particular point, people started to give me. It was as if they started to put a value on just speaking for 30 minutes or 40 minutes. Very high value. Which would amaze me. But it just started at a point. That for most of my life, I've never, no one ever valued. But suddenly, the value. Then interest in what I'm saying, international interest. Yeah. So, I'm saying that there are benefits. Do you get it? And fruits. But you'll be the first to see that serving the Lord one of our pastors you know he was just a lay pastor a lay pastor and then it was time to take his children to school and the school fees in his country was so high and the bare schools were Catholic schools that you cannot get in any you have to pay or you can't get in or something so he decided to just go and apply when he applied they said a pastor, he said, he described, he said, what, what do you do? Well, he said, pastors, oh, pastors, pastors, children, it's free. Now, the, 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 the cost, everybody was paying whatever, and he was not paying. He didn't even know that a pastor was valued in that system, yeah, yeah. So, being a lay pastor, suddenly, he was now not paying when you grow up, you see that all your money will get finished on school, school fees. And also, that's why the more children you have, the less capable you are of building a house. Yeah. And if you ever build a house, you have to build it before the school fees become real. You will benefit. Take it from me. Uh, this is personal. You will benefit from the ministry one day. Yeah. I, I don't ever thought she would travel all around the world. Every time she goes to the American embassy or the British embassy, please, can I have a visa? They look at her. How much do you have? Look at your hands. Bah! Refuse. Oh. But today she can go in and out. Just one, two days, she comes back. Three days, go. sing two songs, come back. Wow! Tell your 
whatever, you'll be the first to find out that the ministry is beneficial. One way or another. But you know, I can't say this in public. Do you get what I'm saying? It's a private thing. It's a personal thing. This is a personal letter. No one intended this letter to be made public. Some people have taken this letter and have made it public. That's how come I'm even using it. Yeah. He's telling his son that, look, Adieno, you will benefit from it. You will benefit from it. Today I have people that work for me that I don't think President Mahama has such people. I'm telling you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think President uh, Obama or the one in the bush has. It's true. It's true. As secretaries, pastors, workers, some are doctors, some are lawyers, some with masters, PhDs, first class, what have you. It's true. They, will, they, will, they, will, they, will, they just do anything for me. Anything. It's wonderful. Look, this is personal. You will be the first to benefit. And I have classmates today. They are still ironing their own shirts. Yeah. They are super specialists of sub-specialities. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. One day I arrived in Malaysia and I was going to the immigration. Suddenly I met someone. He said, well, you are welcome. This way. I said, which way? He said, this way. I said, over here. He said, no, this way. And I went this way and I saw very important persons. You don't go through immigration. A person where the royalties and others pass. Yeah. So I was taken to the side. I said, sit down. I, said, I have to go for my, forget about your luggage. We are bringing it. He said, a king has invited you to this country. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, just this private, I'm just telling you that you'll be surprised. You'll benefit from what you are doing. Yeah. One day, one of our pastors, he was a, he's a black man working for a white man. And the white man looked at him as a black man and said, What can you do up to this point? You can do up to here. He was a lawyer, but so you just be here. So one day, the white man, who is the owner, big, 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 big company, he had to go somewhere. And he said, The clients will, will be there. Just start speaking out, rushing. I'll be there. Just touch of just delay, it was very bad. And he knew that this black man cannot do much. So he had, so he rushed and came back. When he came, this black man, who was a lay pastor also, a lawyer, was talking to the parents. When he got in, he just paused for a moment. Then instead of coming forward to take over, he sat back. 
And now listen. And then the black man was talking, 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 talking. Then he just let him talk and talk and talk. And after I said, man, I didn't know that you were a public speaker. So, public speaker. Where? How come you are such a good public speaker? I said, oh, I'm a pastor. I preach every Sunday. So wow. Suddenly he was promoted up, 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 up. To a highest possible level. Yeah. You see, take it from me. You'll be the first to find out. Yeah. Are you listening to me? Yeah. One day, I was with a poor brother. He didn't have much. And because he was so poor, when he was going to town, he didn't go straight. He passed right to where rich people walk. There was a road that rich people walk. A road with hotels. Arabs would come to that city with their cars and check out of the car, out of the plane with the car and rent the whole floor of the hotel. Their children will be weaving into the ashtrays of the hotel. Very expensive. Arabs from Kuwait, from Dubai, from Qatar. Yeah, these people. So as we were driving, he was driving and he would drive and he would break. And he would break so what are you doing? Suddenly, he stopped. He said, I'm coming. He opened the door, got out, run. He picked something from the ground and came back. He ran back to the car, opened the door, sat and sparked the car. And he showed me $500. Yeah. Equivalent. $500. I said, I said, oh, I always get money on this road. I always get money on this road. These rich people, they throw money away. Yeah. And he was, he's a poor man. He's my, my poor member. Yeah. He was working at a factory. As a factory hand. He didn't have much money. But God bless him. Remember I told you, you'll be the first to know. One day I needed money. One day I needed money in the ministry. I went to see. I, I didn't, I couldn't even see my told. My pastor said, go and see that guy. Tell him that I need some cash for projects. Yeah. Then he went to me and said, you dark. Then he put his hand and gave him $20,000. take it to him. The guy who was looking, the one who looked on the street. For yeah. He said, I should have, I should have given him 100000 Give him twenty. dollars I said, no, I want to write a letter. Oh, what letter? You don't write letter. Take it. I should have given you 100 I'm sorry to take twenty. Twenty thousand. I told you it's personal. Be the first to know. You'll be the first to know. Yeah. <laughs> As you keep preaching, the people you'll be surprised. Uh, somebody will be so blessed. And bless you. And help you. Yeah. I need it for my project in God. I said, give me money. I said, you'll be the first to Paul was right and said, look, this thing, uh, 
You will be the first one to eat the fruits. All my friends today, I got them from the church. My friends from before the world were half Swiss, half Dutch, half Austrian, half Ghanaian. All my friends were half caste. Half caste or white people. The current friends that I have, I got them through ministry. And your lifelong friends, that's if you relate well, you have all, they are all from the church. So tell your neighbor, look, you are going to be the first to benefit from this thing. It's personal, don't tell anybody. Now, tell your neighbor who is, are you, could it be that you are looking for a beloved outside the, the church world? Alright. Tell somebody, enjoy the fruits. Enjoy the fruits. Husbands, wives, friends, fathers, referees, money. I mean, I don't know what I, I don't know. Joy. Tell somebody, enjoy the fruits. No problem at all. You'll be the first to enjoy. Wow. Hmm. It's a beautiful job. How many agree that it's a really fantastic job? Number 13. Deeply consider the things that are said to you. I'm enjoying a cold drink. Prepared specially. How many drinks are prepared for you? Think about it. You better get down to the job and start preparing it yourself. Am I enjoying the fruits? Totally. Think about the lunch that you had in the hotel today. Some small fruits are beginning to show up here and there. Some small fruits are beginning to show up. Now, consider 2 Timothy 2.7. Consider what I say. And the Lord give thee understanding in all things. Consider deeply the things that are said to you. That is number 13. And number 14. Expect God... To give you understanding. You see, you must expect another, a personal understanding from every scripture that you think about. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it again. Can I say it again? Can I say it again? Deeply consider the things that I say. Anything that I say to you, deeply consider it. But I didn't, you see, this is Paul writing to his son. And if you are not my son, I'm going to tell you these things. Consider what I say, and the Lord give thee understanding in all things. Now, the, number two is, expect God, number 14, expect God to give you an understanding, a personal understanding. Now, this is the, where you start to differentiate 
people who have a personal revelation and a personal anointing. This is the particular scripture that separates the sheep from the goats. It's this one. Yeah, you see, I think you, you would have thought that oh, this is something like meditate. No. It is, it is where the sheep are separated from the goats. It's where the boys are separated from the men. It's where the anointed are separated from the de-anointed. It's where those who are called are separated from those who are not called. It's on this scripture. How is that so? This is that these are the two things that don't happen with people who never amount to much in the ministry. Number one, they don't think deeply or they don't consider what is said. They hear what is said, but they don't like, let me think about only this. Then it says, and the Lord shall give you understanding. God gives a personal understanding to you about everything. So that is why when you hear me preaching, you feel that, but I've been reading the scripture. Yeah, what has separated me from you is that I've thought about it deeply. And then the Lord has given me an understanding, which is what I share with you. Then it sounds like it's something different. You remember, remember what the scripture I was showing those of you who were here earlier? I was telling you that he that pleaded his cause first sounded dust. But what? Never. His neighbor cometh and searcheth out the matter. When the neighbor comes, they know. It's not like that. It's not so nice. I know her very well. I'm her neighbor. I'm her roommate. I'm her mother. I'm the mother. I know my daughter. She's not so sweet as she looks. Wow. So listen carefully. Listen carefully. This is where you separate from me. This is where everybody goes left and right. All these messages are preached. Makanes are given. Poimanos are given. Logoses are given. Remus, Carisos, Nenejemes. Uh, uh, everything. The books are given to you. But those who consider what I say to you, or who think deeply, and get their, their own personal understanding, those are the ones who go into ministry at a certain level. One day I was in South Africa. I don't know what happened. Usually when I'm with my pastors, I, I always preach. I rarely hear my own pastors uh, preaching. But that day I happened to hear Bishop Richard preaching. He was preaching about commitment. Four types of He was preaching from mega church. And he was explaining the people's commitment. And as he was teaching it, look, I became so blessed. Yeah. And he explained the commitment. Then when he got to marital commitment, then he started to talk about Princess Diana. Explain how Marital commitment, you would never be separated. That even though Princess Diana was fornicating in Paris with her boyfriend, when she died, it was her husband who took a plane to come for her dead body and put it in the plane and carried it back. That is marital commitment. It's like you are connected. Yeah, and at her funeral, it was her husband and her children were walking behind the coffin. Even though she was fornicating in Paris with her boyfriend. 
They were maritally committing, committed. And that marital commitment, it never ends. Yeah. So he was explaining that when you get to marital commitment, your commitment is very high. It's permanent. Yeah, so when we are maritally committed in the ministry, you are permanently committed. So as he was explaining, I began to understand marital commitment. I wrote the book. But I was understanding it better. Then I heard, I, heard, I took the book, I said, this is a very good book. So I decided to come back to Accra and come and start teaching things from the book. Yeah, you see, the, the book that I write, you can teach me my own book in a way that will, will be such a wild blessing because when you consider what is written there, the Lord will give you your own understanding of it. And when you share it, I'll be amazed. Hey, are you sure? This one. More than once I've heard my own pastor preach it has inspired me to come and preach my own thing. I wrote it. <laughs> I wrote it. More than once it has happened to me. I hear them talking about, say, hey, this thing is a wild thing. <laughs> because, you see, it's not really my message. Because it's all the word. So when you think about it a little, then you get some personal understanding. That is the understanding that separates us. That is when we see that. It says, ah, but we are all reading the Bible. We don't see that. You don't have time to think about just one line. You don't have no time for that. Yeah. Which line of the Bible are you, have you been thinking about today? I can show you a line, a sentence. I can show you sentences. If, if you know where I'm having my quiet time from and you look at the Bible, you will see the sentences which are jumped. One of them is this scripture. He that because it keeps you know I always know the Holy Spirit shows me particular verses. When when that verse strikes me, I, I, I always go back to it. I see that verse is what is coming today. Then suddenly it starts to come up. I see the verse is waking up from the dead. And I start to think about it. That's why I don't mind sharing with people what the Lord tells me or even what I read. Nobody even bothers to read. And to think about it. When I think about it, because I'll, I'll read with John's book and I'll be thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, you have the book as well. But it doesn't, it doesn't mean much to you. This is where we part company in the ministry. This is where I shake hands with you and I say bye bye. Yeah. And this is where you part company with me and you also start climbing. This is where you start adding cucumin and quercetin. Because you now can explain it better. Even maybe better than me. Because you see, some of you, your life experiences can give you a better explanation of certain things than I have. Because I don't have any such. You know, one day I heard Archbishop, he came to Commonwealth Hall to preach. He was standing outside, outside the hall in open, open air. He was preaching. I tell you. And he was talking about demons. And how Satan took him to Kolebu. And he used to smoke cocaine and travel and do this. And he described all the discourse. He was going from Gondola to Pusika to uh, Keteke nightclub and other places. Wato club. And he said that an evil, then the, uh, the evil spirit told him, put your hands into the fire. So he put his hand into the candle in Kolebu and bent his own fingers. Yeah, he was describing the level of demonic uh, uh, powers and oppression that was on, on him. To destroy, that's how his fingers got destroyed. That he doesn't have these three fingers. 
and he was waving his hand and his thing in Commonwealth Hall. It was electrifying and fantastic. So as I was standing there as a student, I was listening. I said, Lord, now me too, I don't have all this kind of things. How can I ever preach? Because it's so electrified and so wild. Lord, can somebody burn one of my fingers? But you see, when I think about my own life, little life stories in medical school and one, two, three, Kolebu and so on, I'm also able to find a way yeah, of preaching without all those things. I'm not, I don't know where it is. Pussycat Gondola Nightclub. Wato Club. Hey! Are you listening to me? Yeah. So when you start to think, think about all the things we are saying. Think deeply. The Lord will give you understanding. Lord hasn't given you understanding yet. Oh. Understanding comes when you think. You think you've heard. Oh. And I know that. Mister, what is he going to preach about? He's going to preach about him. Um, I know what he's going to preach about. He's going to preach about uh, kill yourself for Jesus. Bishop, he has only three messages. Kill yourself for Jesus, anointing and sacrifice. Bishop, he has only three messages. Hey, me, I know what Bishop is going to say. Your mouth. You don't. You don't know what I'm. You don't know what I'm saying. You don't know what I'm saying. And even if you know what I'm saying, because you haven't started thinking about it, when you start thinking about it, you're gonna grow, baby. Amen. Wow. Is it exciting? Okay. 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 Number fifteen. Expect to suffer trouble. This is personal. You see, I can't come to the Kodesh and start preaching. Expect to suffer trouble. No. Nonsense. Get to the job and tell them something good. Tell them God is going to see them through. Tell them Christ in you, the hope of glory. Tell them, God, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in hell, even as thy soul prospers. Tell them that Abraham was blessed. Isaac was blessed. Jacob was blessed. I see no reason why you shouldn't be blessed. Abraham's blessings are mine. I experience the blessings of Abraham. I'm blessed in the morning. I'm blessed in the evening. Abraham's blessings are mine. Give the Lord a shout of praise. Sit down. This is what I'm going to preach at the Kodesh. I'm going to come and tell the people I expect to suffer trouble. I came to say expect a miracle. Tonight is your night. I said tonight is your night. Yesterday is gone. I don't know about tomorrow, but I know something. Tonight, God is going to break through for you. Hey, sit down. Don't come to the church and say. Expect trouble. Do you think my members will be excited with this, such a method of expect trouble? 
But this is a personal letter. He was telling his young pastor that personal, now look, expect trouble. Wow. Yeah, expect trouble. Gonna have trouble. One day, there was a certain sister. She had a nice boyfriend in the world. And I spoke to her. She's a very pretty girl. She was so pretty that boys would climb over the walls to get into her house. Climb to the balconies upstairs and break into the rooms just to gain access to her. Yeah. She was a beautiful, she was a beauty. But one day she gave her life to the Lord. She started coming to the church and to the fellowship and everything. Then I told her, listen, you cannot continue with this guy. So she said, okay, I'm, I'm stopping. I'm stopping. So she stopped. Then she started to have all sorts of problems from the guy and at home, family. One day she came to me, she said, Bishop, not Bishop, Pastor, friend, whatever I was. She said, I've never had such problems in my life. All the time when I was having my boyfriend doing whatever, I never had it. Now rather that I said I've accepted so many problems. You see, because this is the message I should have also said, expect trouble. I've been serving the Lord. I never thought I'll have. I thought once I'm following the will of the Lord, God will take care of you. But it doesn't seem to be that way. Expect trouble. My my mother, my mother doesn't allow. Yes, your mother doesn't allow. Expect trouble. My father. My father doesn't allow it. Expect trouble. Your old boyfriend is not letting you go. Expect trouble. You don't have money. When I go to the ministry, my parents are certain that I will be able to look after the rest of my siblings. Because my siblings, we are seven. Do you see? And I'm the second. My first, our firstborn is deaf and dumb, so it's my turn. I have to look after everybody. So I'm the senior, so they're expecting something from me. <laughs> so I cannot just say that I'm going to work for the Lord, and as I'm going to work for the Lord, how will I get something to look after the rest of my siblings? And my siblings are also expecting something from me. And my mother is now 63. My father is 73. <laughs> so, it's up to me. <laughs> Look, tell your neighbor, say, expect trouble. Expect trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I want to tell you something. You see, I know everything is okay for you, but it's not like that for me. Everything is okay for you, but it's not like that for me. That's not what I'm experiencing. Since what you are experiencing what I'm experiencing. I'm experiencing trouble. <laughs> I'm experiencing a lot of problems. I've a lot of problems since I came to them. Now, this thing that I was saying, work for the Lord, is just true something, but it's something inside. I'm feeling it differently. It's, I'm feeling it differently. As 
point, Bishop, you're always happy. You are smiling and laughing. Now you said things that we are always laughing, but it's not like that for me. <laughs> Look, expect trouble. Expect trouble. And when trouble comes, the Bible says the wise man built his house upon a rock. The rains came, the floods rose, and the winds blew vehemently. But the wise man's house stood still on that rock. Make sure you go down to that beach before you go and put some sand, make a small sand cast with everybody, and see how long it will last. One wave is finished. Somebody brought me the complimentary card of the bank that she was working at. When I look at it, I said to myself, this is the complimentary card of a sandcastle. It's a sandcastle manager. You are managing a sandcastle. So don't come so my mother, my grandmother. One day I somebody said, because of my grandmother, I cannot go to the mission field. But my grandmother is not feeling well. Ah. I'm not joking. Grandmother. So when I saw him recently, I told him that you are holding the record of grandmother. My grandmother, because of my grandmother, I cannot be in the midst. I said, people are saying my mother, my father, my sibling, that you there, you are taking it to grandmother, grandmother. Hey! Wow. Number 16. Continue to preach the word in, even when you are experiencing trouble and difficulty. Continue to preach the word. This is personal. I was telling uh, Timothy, you know, he was telling him, Charlie, Holy Loco. Try mono or continue where there. Don't stop the where there. You get what I'm saying? Where there, literally. Don't stop it at all. No matter the troubles you are experiencing. Eh? Timo, you get what I'm saying? Charlie, don't stop preaching. Oh. Timo, I said, Timo, don't stop the preaching. Oh. No matter the trouble, financial trouble. Marital trouble, family problem. Oy! Two funerals in one month. Don't stop preaching, Timo. He said, 2 Timothy 2, verse 9. Oh, this is a personal letter that I've tried to extract. You know, it's a personal letter. I don't want to go too deep in somebody's personal thing, but he's saying here, wherein I suffer trouble as an evildoer. Even unto bonds, even to the point of prison. I've even gone to prison. But the word of God is not bound. No matter what has happened to me, I never let the word of God be bound. I allow the word of God to just continue. Yeah. So when Mrs. Saki, Juanita, when she died, the day she died, I had to preach in the evening. 
I had to preach. I had to preach. I had to preach at her funeral. I had to preach at a very difficult time. I had to. I, I had to. I had to. I had to. Yeah. So no matter what, Mister Mas, look. You see, originally I wanted to do all the things that you are saying, but my eyes there are so many, and my examinations, end of year, and then other things. Because of that, projects and other things. A lot of difficult. And then also financial. I don't have money to take taxi to come for a meeting and I cannot walk too. I cannot endure hardness. The road is too dusty. I feel dirty by the time I have come back. Keep preaching. Keep preaching. Keep on preaching. Don't stop preaching. There's a song like that. Keep preaching. Keep preaching. My friend came to me the other day. As we walked along the way, she said, I've got something to say. What did she say? And she told me of the Savior. He came and he died to set us free from a life of sin and shame. I gave my life to him that day. That's the reason I can tell you. Mm. What are you going to tell us? Tell you to keep preaching, keep teaching. Tell me all about the Savior's love. For all, well, that's what friends are for. Keep praying wow. and keep giving. Come on. Tell me all about the Savior's love. That's what friends are for. And I, okay. I never thought I'd be this way. He came into my life. I have never been the same. What a difference Jesus makes. Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, the life. And there is no other name by which we can be saved. Will you give your life to Keep preaching! 
Keep preaching in spite of all your problems, all your exams, all your funerals, all your difficulties, all your financial problems, all your relationship problems, all your broken hearts. Keep preaching. Keep shouting. Tell the world about the Savior. Yeah. Awesome. I fell down. I fell down. I fell down. I can't contain. I fell down. You fell down. You fell down. Start feeling up. And you'll be okay. Okay, pull yourself together. And feel upwards. In Jesus' name. Hey! Do not follow down and up like that. Do not be good, though. Paul said the word of God is not bound. He said, I was pressed about on every evening unto death. I didn't stop. He said, we were pressed to the stream measure. Hey. And you just keep on preaching. Sometimes when I watch myself in a video, I don't, when I watch myself in a video of past preachings and past programs, the only thing that I remember I did trouble that I was going through at that time. I don't remember anything. Yeah. Each video actually reminds me of a particular trouble. Yeah. It doesn't remind me of any victory. Yeah. <laughs> and you see, I can't tell you more than that. But if I play any video, I just remember this, I remember that, I remember this, I remember that, I remember... I said, hey. Hmm. Alright, number 17. Huh. The rim is getting hotter. True or not true? The rim is... Do you know what a rim is? A room. It's a room. In French. Rim. <laughs> Are you enjoying hardness? I don't want to hear anything. It's too hot. It's too cold. We are feeling cold. We are feeling abroad in winter. They say we are feeling cold. And you are saying we are hot. This one are tired. This one are happy. This one are hungry. This place. You are new, isn't it? Is it a new person who is saying those things? Go and warn those the new people. Oh, you have your gun. I also have one. I have my own gun. Please, can I get my gun? I need my gun for my car. Ah, my gun is in Accra. I have a gun, special gun for camps. Yeah. But I think this looks, also looks like a powerful gun. Go and fire some of the new people and see.
You are rather uh, this is firing the, the Charlie, catch him, catch him. Don't allow people to just maltreat you. Those are the bats. Somebody is shooting you. Catch the guy's legs. Ah, nobody is catching him. They are soft. Softies. Charlie, come back. No problem. Number 17. Endure all things because of the church. Endure all things because of the church. 2 Timothy 2 verse 10. Therefore I endure all things for the elect's sake, that they may also obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. Amen. It says, I endure all things for the elect." sick. So, you see, a pastor, if you are going to be a good pastor, there are things you will experience or endure, not for your own sake, but because of the people. You just stomach it so that everything will just carry on coolly. And that is what a lot of mature people do in their marriages. Especially in the older, they will stay in the marriage because of the children. Yeah. They never leave. One pastor, he told me how a man was married with four children. And when all the children grew up, as soon as all the last child left, he divorced his wife. And went and married a man. Yeah. A true story. Forgive. But it's like he he, he was... he was rather enduring, if you call it enduring, his marriage because of his children. Because children, a lot of children, especially the first one, they become abnormal when their parents separate. A lot of children are affected by the separation of their, of their parents. So parents who know that sometimes for their children's sake, they just stay together and give a picture of everything is okay. Although it's not okay. And it's for your sake. And they, 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 they don't even talk about things to their children. Or they cover things up. Because they love their children. And they are trying to help their children to be okay. So if unbelievers or even homosexuals can stay in a marriage which they don't want to stay in because of their children. If the homosexual can do something for some people. Can a pastor not also endure certain things for the sake of the people? And I didn't write the Bible. Paul, said, Paul wrote this to Timothy. He said that, endure for the elect's sake. For their sake. Just put up with some rubbish. Maybe you deserve something better. Or maybe you should have some better life. Or maybe you should have a better financial situation. But sometimes for the people's sake, that they may also hear about salvation. Put up with ABC. So that everything is okay. So if unbelievers can do that, we can also do that. So when, those of you, when you get married, this is going to be one of the things. You can't get up and say, ah, I, I can't take it. You can't take it. You have to take it. You have to take it. Not even for anybody's sake. Even for the children's sake. 
for the church's sake, for the elect's sake. So that the, the elect will also be normal. And, and you may say, oh, we can't just, we are, we are putting up things for the, we are pretending to the public. No, you are doing what Paul said. You are doing something for the elect's sake. For the sake of those who have been called and those who are elect. Yeah, I said, oh, well, I, 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 I can drink wine. I can drink wine. I can drink wine. I can smoke cigarettes. I can do so many things which will not harm me at all. If I drink wine, if I drink beer, nothing, nothing bad will happen to me. God will not punish me for drinking beer. Yeah. I can drink beer. I mean, well, it, 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 it can even go down. This is the point. But what I'm saying is that it's not in the Bible that it's a sin. But sometimes for the sake of the elect, I may say that, wow, these people, when they see me drinking wine, they will, they will say, He has backslided. Or if I was to drive certain cars, you may say, Ah, it's chopping the money. So because of that, I will drive the car that you think I'm not chopping money. For your sake. For your sake. For your sake. So that it can help you to be saved. Can I have an amen? amen. Alright. I think we will soon start boiling. So I think we need to take a break and go out. Can we open the windows? Are the mosquitoes? Mosquitoes going to come in? Turn off the lights. Turn off the lights. We are on number what? 17. Hmm. Glory to God. Okay. Now, um, listen carefully. We were on number what? 17. Okay. Number 18, keep reminding people of the same things. When you are a pastor or a shepherd, keep reminding people about the same things. Okay? Now, a pastor must be repetitive, but in an innovative way. Do you get it? You must be repetitive. Now, think about it. In many houses, they eat the same thing on a particular day. Did you know that? What do you eat on Sundays? Fufu on Sundays. What do you eat on Mondays? Banku and what? Banku and Okros to your Mondays. Okay, you tell me what is yours. Sunday is what? Give me a microphone. Yes. I'm going to get about three menus. On Sunday, mostly I'm in church, so I don't eat back. They eat contemporary stew. Sunday, every Sunday. Every Sunday. Contemporary stew, yes. And what? Maybe yam or plantain. Yam and plantain. Number two. On Mondays, Mondays is banquet and stew. Every Monday. Yes, every Monday. Okay. Without doubt. So, with, 
So when you come to church and you get the same thing on Monday, there's nothing wrong with that. It's part of the menu. Yeah. And you must realize that we are actually giving the same thing over and over. But you just have to do it as innovatively if possible. Tuesday. On Tuesday to be a soup, either groundnut soup or palm nut soup. So it rotates every other Tuesday, groundnut or palm nut soup. Wednesday. On Wednesday it will be um, a stew, any stew, like beef stew or anything, or fish stew with rice. Wednesday is stew and rice and stew. Rice and stew. Thursday. Thursday will be garden next stew. Garden next stew, standard. Standard. Every Thursday. Most likely you get that on a Garden next stew and what? And that one um, also depends on maybe what about plant, garden you know, potatoes. Friday, uh, that's Friday. And for, no, Friday is jollof. Friday is jollof. Always. Every Friday. Every Friday is jollof. Yeah. And Saturday is what? Saturday is the day for new uh, other things coming up because it's a cooking day. So new stews come. So it can be sometimes fufu, with, but a lot of us don't eat that. So it will be um, wache or anything, something. And Sunday is what? Sunday was the contemporary stew. Okay. You can be give me, give me. Sunday is what? Every Sunday. Sunday. Sunday is um, rice and stew. Every Sunday. Every Sunday without fail. Every Monday is what? Yam and contouring. Every Monday is Every Yaman. Monday. It's been going on for years. <laughs> Every Tuesday is what? Banco and Okro. Every single Tuesday. Every Tuesday, Bishop. <laughs> Every Wednesday is what? Fufu and light soup. Every Wednesday is Fufu and light soup. <laughs> Every Thursday is what? Kinky. Kinky and pepper and fish. Kinky. Every Thursday is Kinky, fish and pepper. Every Friday is what? Jello. Jollof every Jollof, Friday. Every Saturday Friday. is what? Fufu again. Fufu With again. <laughs> and Sunday is what? Rice and stew. Rice and stew. <laughs> Standard. And it's every every Tuesday. Every time, every time. You should expect it. Sam. So every Tuesday is what? Banco and Okro. Every Friday is what? Jollof. Every Sunday is what? Sunday. Rice Sun- and stew. <laughs> <laughs> also in your house that is regular. Huh? <laughs> okay. Now, what it is is that this way it is the menu is being done is being done in a way that he knows. Wednesday. Fufu. <laughs> Any day that I ask you, he will tell you what it is. So, that is an uninnovative way of repeating it. But if you actually look at everybody's schedule, it's about the same. But in some cases, it is so, they, they, they do it in a regimented way. I see that. Sunday. Right, and stew. Yeah. So you see. I could also preach my sermons and you know that in March I always preach about this. In September, 
Then you say, oh, September, we, 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 we hear uh, out of shepherding. On December, it is loyalty. On January, it is this. You, I could also do that. But the way I have mixed it up, you don't know what I am. Oh, oh. uh-huh. But if I turn to him, Thursday. Kinky. <laughs> You see, so but when you come to a church, even though you may eat kenke today, fufu, rice, this, it keeps on going around like that. You are not as sure as that, like you tell them, Monday. Yeah, man, <laughs> So when you come to the church, you may be surprised if you actually look through the menu. We have actually been going through a particular this, then this, then this, then this, then this, and we go around. This, then this, then this, then this, then we go around. That is it. So Paul wrote to him and said, look, this is between us. Eh? Keep reminding the people about the same thing. Yeah. Cook it again. Cook it again next week. And you can either do it in an innovative way where they will know what is being given every like in his case when I say any day <laughs> Saturday Fufu <laughs> It's like magic In those it's so well I see some of us will also eat Fufu once a week but we don't even know which day Recently I noticed that my wife did put some particular food on Saturdays, but I don't notice that it was a plan. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I realized, ah, every Saturday, this is what you, you cook. I, I never, it was recently that I realized, ah, as for more, there is a plan in the food. <laughs> so just keep on repeating that people will not know that you are repeating. Amen. Thank you, brother. Now, in terms of repeating, I just want to chip this in here. Not really chip, but bring it in here. 